politics, life, Cross Kitchens, Kansas City's home remodeler, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at crosskitchenskc.com. Man, we've got a huge variety of topics on this episode of KKHI. Thanks so much for hitting the play button. We really appreciate you being with us. Legendary Toby Keith has died at the age of 62. He died in his sleep after a battle with stomach cancer over the past couple of years. We'll have much more on this coming up a little bit later in the podcast, but we were uh, shocked to hear the passing of Toby Keith overnight. He had just performed in Vegas a few weeks ago. And I think a lot of folks were thinking maybe he's doing better, but he'd lost so much weight and didn't look right. Uh, they kept it mostly private, and they're asking for uh, privacy for the family right now. We'll have more. Toby Keith and his greatest song should have been a cowboy later in this podcast. But it is Super Bowl week, so we'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs and our own celebrities making huge news on the first night, opening night of the Super Bowl, which has turned into an absolute fiasco at the Super Bowl. I've been to many of these media days, Radio Row, uh, probably 20 times I've gone to the Super Bowl and done the Radio Row. And these these opening round deals used to be at like 10 in the morning. And a few fans would trickle in in the local city. And they would set things up. And it was really cool because they would walk around. And you have guys like David Blaine, the magician, doing tricks, magic tricks and things like that for football players. Now it's like everything else in the NFL and in sports. It's more corporate than ever. The stadium was, I mean, there was tens of thousands of people inside Allegiant Stadium. And it was not a really great introduction when they introduced the Kansas City Chiefs. This Bruce Buffer, is that Michael Buffer's son? Or related to, he's not Michael Buffer, I know that. And it was overdone and obnoxious. The players come out, they do their thing. There's clearly a 5-1 to one ratio, at least maybe 10-1 to one ratio of Niners fans versus Chiefs fans. I chalk that up not to just Niners fans being there and living closer, but... Anybody who lives in Vegas or anybody that's around or Raiders fans were coming in and cheering for the 49ers and booing the Chiefs. So it turned into almost like a night of wrestling where they're trying to do interviews and talk about football, but there's no real serious football talk. Everybody knows that they're there. The Blue Man Group is performing. A drum corps comes out with the Chiefs. It's all Vegas. It's all show business. And it was all pretty darn wild. And my takeaway from the entire evening was that the Chiefs recognized that they're hated. Again, this is a common theme. Patrick Mahomes saying at one point, when he's on the microphone on NFL Network in front of the entire crowd, like they're all listening, he's on the Jumbotron, says, we we appreciate you, Niners Nation. We're here. And he looked up at him and he took his hands and he like raised the roof, like, bring it. What do you got? Let's go. Let's see what the Niners have. I mean, the Chiefs are nothing if not cocky and confident. And you got to love that. As Mahomes said, and we talked about on the podcast yesterday, Yes, he knows that the Chiefs have become the Patriots. Their record is not as great as the Patriots yet. They can take a huge step toward that with a win on Sunday, winning three Super Bowls in five years, certainly. But he says, we want to do it with a smile on our face and do this differently than the Patriots did. I think they don't want to be Darth Vader. I think they want to be the one that looks at you and says, come on, we know you hate us. Let's go. Let's have fun with this. Travis Kelsey was booed so loudly while being interviewed with George Kittle that he hollered out to Niners Nation and said, y'all are making me fired up. He says, y'all are firing me up, making me want to play right now. I love booze more than I love cheers. And he raised his arms and said, bring it. This is WWE wrestling at this point. Now, once the game gets here, we know what happens. There just aren't that many really great Intuit fans at the game. Super Bowls are almost always 50-50 affairs. 
In Vegas, it will have to do with the wagers. I think the Chiefs will be an underdog. I think the Niners, I think the, the, the fans rooting for the Niners will be louder on Sunday than those rooting for the Chiefs. I believe that because I, I also believe that a lot of people that go to Vegas that have a lot of money are going to bet on the Niners because they want to root against the Chiefs, not because they think the Niners will win. They just want to bet on the Niners because they want to root for them. I usually say it like this. The stadium is generally about a third football fans and two-thirds corporate schmooze and celebrities. That's about the makeup of the crowd at the Super Bowl. And that may be high this year. Or a third, I hate using the term real fans, but you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that are like 30-year season ticket holders for the Chiefs or the Niners. The Niners moved from Candlestick to Santa Clara. Like, didn't matter. That's my team. I'm still a season ticket holder. I'm going I'm, I've got some money, but I'm not independently wealthy, but I'll do whatever I've got to do to scrounge up a couple of $9,000 each tickets to be at the Super Bowl to see my team play like those people. Those people are hardcore, man. Like it means a lot to them. And I do think that of those one third of the crowd or whatever, I think we're going to see a pretty even distribution. I think the rest of it is going to be pretty heavy for the 49ers. If anybody made any news at all, on the first opening night, media night, it may have been Charverius Ward, the former chief, who I'll never forget as having the greatest story ever to tell his grandchildren, taken away by D. Ford lining up offsides. Charverius Ward picked off Tom Brady, the GOAT, at Arrowhead to go to the Super Bowl. He intercepted Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl, and D. Ford was lined up offsides. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever interviewed, met, or known an athlete, around, certainly not around Kansas City, that had a better story to tell his grandkids taken away from him by a stupider, sillier penalty that had nothing to do with the play than that particular. But Charvarius Ward was outspoken. He was asked at opening night what it's like to be with the Niners instead of the Chiefs. Oh, boy. Here's your bulletin board. Quote, it's better over here in every way possible. Really? Because I don't remember your parade. I, I, I don't remember that. So I just think that's kind of interesting. I'm not sure what that means to Mahomes or the receivers or Kelsey or some of those guys that were his teammates. There's not a lot of players here that were his teammates. Certainly most of the defense the Chiefs have right now didn't play with Charverius Ward. But he's a terrific player. And I, I was a little shocked when the Chiefs let him go, but he became more he became an expensive player. The Chiefs have gone low cost on their defense because they're all so young. And the Chiefs defense at this point has to be considered the better defense in this game. They've just been locked down and tremendous. And Charvarius Ward's comments that it's better over here in every way possible is just a little bit surprising. The other thing happening off the field is the Niners are complaining about their field condition at UNLV. The Chiefs have been given the first-class Las Vegas Raiders training facilities and practice fields, and the Raiders have rolled out the red carpet. They've repainted the locker rooms. They've done it. It's all Chiefs stuff. It literally is Arrowhead West. And so the Chiefs have that while the Niners are over at UNLV, where UNLV has an artificial surface that they came in and put dirt over and sod over and said, here we go, you're going to be able to practice. We'll simulate this with the same kind of grass that's at the stadium. Folks, these are weak practices, by the way. They're not intense. 
There's no hitting this week. They're just out there. Rehearsing would be the best word. If soccer players call it training. They're training. They're rehearsing. <laughs> there's, not, there's nothing really simulated this week. But the Niners don't like their field. They say it's too wet, it's too soft, it's too soggy, and maybe they couldn't cover it. They've had rain in Las Vegas and flooding in Las Vegas, which is highly unusual. But they've had that, and maybe that's led to this. They score these fields, the average is about 70, on firmness. And the Niners say theirs is 50, and the Chiefs say theirs is like 78 or 80. So it's simulating what they'll have at Allegiant Field, and the Niners are complaining about this. So this is odd. I don't know whether the Niners, I I don't want to read too much into this. I don't know whether they're showing up already making excuses or whether they're showing up with the most massive chip on their shoulder you can imagine. I don't know which it is. I watched Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle at opening night last night, and they seemed like they were just a little bit angry, like like it's a chip on their shoulder, like not making excuses. Here we are, and we got this. And we're being disrespected. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how you can be a favorite in the Super Bowl and think you're being disrespected. But the Chiefs found a way last year to believe that, and maybe the Niners believe that this year. Here in Kansas City, uh, a story is out in the Kansas City Business Journal that KCTV Five, which will be broadcasting the game on Sunday, has tripled the ad rates from a regular Chiefs game. I've heard a regular 30-second spot runs in the 20000 so we're talking about 75000 bucks for Channel 5 for a 30-second spot. Let me tell you how great it is to be the owner of Channel 5. You've done nothing to earn this. This is CBS, your affiliate. Your network has the Super Bowl, has all these Chiefs games every year, and you get like two minutes every 90 minutes to sell local ads. Most of the ads are national. They're CBS's. But as the affiliate carrying CBS's programming, you get to run commercials as well. So you may see a you may see a commercial for uh, Fry Orthodontics or something. You have seen him advertise during the Chiefs. Some of the bigger businesses that you see around Kansas City have the wherewithal to advertise during Chiefs games. Now, whether Dr. I think Dr. Jeremy, I saw him more on on Channel Forty One than than KCTV Five during Chiefs games because they had a preseason package there too. So I'm not sure who it will be, but these ads will be expensive. I, I guess they could be running about 75000 bucks for a 30-second spot. We at KKHI have numbers the last two weeks going through the roof on these downloads, and we have not raised any prices on any of our sponsors. We're kind of a flat fee operation over here. We're very pleased that our sponsors don't come and go, that they stay with us throughout the year, and we don't do things like that. So I don't know if we do it right or they do it right, I'm probably not the best businessman in the world, (laughs) but I sure love what I do. And I'm certainly happy to have the sponsors that we have. They're absolutely exceptional. Travis Kelsey has rented a house near the Weston Lake, Las Vegas, where the team is staying. And it's a house where it's the lot. If you're going to build a house, there's a million dollars. So I don't know what the ratio is on these things. These must make it a four to $5 million house minimum that he has rented for when Taylor Swift arrives. And it sounds like, uh, he's planning on having Taylor stay there, and he's got security around it. And I, according to a report on page six in New York, Kelsey will go be in that house with her when she arrives. That doesn't sound right to me. I thought all the players would be staying in the hotel together, but maybe not. Maybe Andy allows some exceptions or something. 
I can't imagine that's the case the night before the game. There's almost always a bed check Saturday night in the hotel and security in the hallways so nobody can leave. And they bed check at like 1030 and that's that. So I'd be surprised if that's the case. But he's rented this lavish house, which you might expect, right on the water there. We stayed years ago uh, at Union Broadcasting. We took some of our advertisers to Vegas to play golf. We thought the best way to play golf in Vegas, because most of our clients were golfers, but they also thought it'd be fun to go to Vegas. We thought the best way would be to stay at Lake Las Vegas and not on the Strip. We thought if we stayed on the Strip, these dudes might stay up too late. They might miss the tea time the next day, whatever. And we thought it was a really great idea. And it was a really great idea. There's two golf courses there. So that obviously was the golf element. When we wanted to go into town, we went, I, I don't I think maybe we saw Danny Gans or somebody. It was way back in the day. When we went into the Strip to see a show and go to dinner and things like that, we had a bus. We all went in and we all did it. We said, okay, bus goes back to the resort at like 1130. Or you can go back on your own. And the golf tee time tomorrow morning is 10 o'clock or something like that. And it worked out great. It is a spectacular resort area. You do not even really know you're in Vegas. There's a couple of hotels there. I think the other one maybe is the Hyatt in the West End, or it's really high-end brands. And then they sell houses around there. Celine Dion lives there and a bunch of really rich celebrity folks. But anybody can stay there. You can check into the West End. You can play the golf course. It's terrific. It's a great place for the Chiefs and the 49ers to be. There are 20, 25 minutes from a lot of the things that they're doing on the Strip where they go do these media things and whatnot. So pretty cool stuff. Kelsey's got himself a house out there, and we certainly respect what it is that he has to do to take care of his lady when she comes to town. All right, our Super Bowl coverage is brought to you by Amini's Galleria, online at Aminis.com, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. This is Amini's. You still have time to get in and get bar stools, leather theater seating. They've got great inventory in stock right now of things that you can have by Sunday for the big game. Maybe it's a game table. They can pull that off for you. They can get this done for you by Sunday if you get into Aminis this week. Throw a party. Throw it like your team is in the Super Bowl. 105th and Metcalf, online at Aminis.com, St. Louis, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, and of course, Overland Park. This is Aminis. Bstock.net is still ready to hook you up in time for the big game. All the football specials run through Friday. They're also adding this week, if you really want to save some money, scratch and dent specials, 25% off more than their already low prices on QLEDs, nanos, uh, neos, even OLEDs, 20 to 25% off already marked down prices. Email sales at bstock.net for any inventory questions you have. That's sales at bstock.net. Go check this out. Scratch and dent spotlight of the week. LG OLED 55-inch CX. This is a beauty, man. These things are like $1,250 other places. $650 at B-Stock. Gorgeous, gorgeous television. And, of course, they've got great deals this February, including a 50-inch LG for $199. It's still over $500 at Best Buy. And a 75-inch LG for $699. It's bstock.net. 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe. And maybe it's time for you to get checked out after all this football madness. Make an appointment to go see the folks at Advanced Medical Imaging and get your heart scan performed. Find out what your plaque score is and see all the organs in your torso. It's a great thing to do. I don't know why insurance doesn't cover this anywhere. Because, I, well, I'll tell you why. Because it's, it's maybe the best preventative thing you can do. I feel like insurance doesn't like that. The big pharma, they want you to keep going to the doctor and taking medicine and doing all these things. And 
look, if you can catch something early, catch it early. A heart scan can help you do that. MedImageKS.com is the website. That's MedImageKS.com. Or if your doctor said you need an MRI or CT scan, do not wait four to six weeks to do this inside your hospital chain. They will take your insurance. All big insurance is accepted at MedImageKS.com. Why wouldn't you do that? You can do it this week. If the doctor has found something that says, go get this done, do not wait a month. MedImageKS.com or call 785-856-0224. More football news. Eric Bieniemy has been fired by the Washington Commanders. This was perhaps, if this was not a firing by Andy Reid, and it may have been a firing. We knew that he wanted uh, Doug Peterson out of here years ago because of trouble that they had at Arrowhead with Peterson. That was an it was an inside the office problem that they had to get rid of. He pitched him, he sold him, whatever, and it's worked out great for Peterson. He's won a Super Bowl. He's got a good team in Jacksonville. Things have gone well for Doug Peterson since he left. It's been okay. But they definitely wanted him out. This happens. The Chiefs wanted Eric Bieniemy out. Now, I don't know whether they really pushed him out or whether he just got tired of hearing it all and set him out of here and went to Washington, but this was the worst career move ever. He not only goes to D.C., he now has this baggage. He gets his head coach fired. The offense got worse under Eric Bieniemy, and he got Ron Rivera's head coach fired. So, of course, Bieniemy's going to get hired. You don't see his name now for head coaching possibilities. Cliff Kingsbury has come in to replace him. And Dan Quinn is the new head coach. And Eric Bieniemy is out. I only bring that up because mid-season this year, I was fielding emails from you about how the Chiefs screwed up. They suck. They're not beating anybody. Nagy shouldn't be here. Bieniemy should be back. And I was like, uh, yeah, well, it's kind of important to know the goings-on inside. Eric Bieniemy. I cannot, I've said this since the day you started listening to this podcast or listening to me on the radio before that. Eric Bieniemy as a coach, I don't want you to take the skin color out of this. As a coach, Eric Bieniemy made it farther than he ever should. Period. You want to talk about somebody deserving of a head coaching job? Why is nobody talking about Steve Spagnolo? Are you kidding me? Dan Quinn gets hired again? Look, here's the best part. Spags is making a couple million dollars a year. He doesn't have to be the head coach. He gets to do what he loves. That's design and coach's defense. He has autonomy over there, and he's really great at it. I think Spagnuolo would be crazy to leave again. Like, I know the money is really good to go be a head coach, but does Steve Spagnuolo want to leave and go coach a crappy team somewhere? Because that's, who, that's who's hiring. It's crappy teams. Does he really want to go take a job and coach a crappy team, or is this kind of fun? Because when I hear Spagnuolo talk, he loves his job, man. He loves where he is, and he loves coaching defense on the team where Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and Andy Reid is calling the plays. Eric Bieniemy failed, man. Made a mistake, and he failed. Wow, Kansas State did not fail on Monday night. This was a shocker to me. I mentioned as much. I, did, I didn't see this coming in a million years. The way Kansas and K-State had been playing, there was no way this was going to happen. In fact, I, uh, I was literally asking, and I said on yesterday's podcast, I'm looking at the schedule. I don't know who they're going to beat the rest of the way, Kansas State. I still don't, to be honest. 
even after the way they played last night, I look at the schedule. It's a juggernaut. I don't. I just don't see it with Kansas State. They do not take care of the ball well enough to beat people. Now, on this night, it didn't kill them, and it should have. Nothing in this game was close. Okay? And, and here's what I mean by that. Kansas dominated in assists, steals, turnovers, points off turnovers, and fast break points. They dominated. It wasn't even close. You're watching this game like, what? Look at all these turnovers by K-State. Many of them not forced. K-State can't dribble. They can't dribble. You saw it if you watched the game. Kansas State dominated in offensive rebounds and three-pointers made, although they were only 34% from three. K-State wasn't great. But they made nine three-pointers to three for KU. So the guard play for K-State was a little better. On this particular night, somehow Tyler Perry, who's been a disappointment this year, popped for 26 points. And in the second half, he was Superman. Cam Carter's been a consistent, nice player all year and was good in the second half. Those two guys were better than KU's guys. Okay? This was an odd game, and you couldn't see this coming. I literally texted a friend yesterday and joked, K-State's only chance in this game is if they can get it to overtime. Kansas State is now 11-0 under Jerome Tang in overtime. They are 6-0 this year. That ties the NCAA record. They have set the home record of five overtime wins this year. I'm going to repeat this again. Kansas State is 18-5 with six overtime wins. If they're 0-6 instead of 6-0, they're 12-11. They're like a 500 team that has won a bunch of overtime games. I don't know how they do it. I watched last night. I'm not sure I know how they do it. I, I, I Could anybody figure that out? Kansas is not very good on the road. That's three in a row they've lost on the road. This is very unusual for Bill Self, and they got tough road games left. They're at Houston. They're at Baylor. Uh, they got two others, two other road games. It, it, there's no road game. If Kansas lost this game, there's no road game that's safe for them. All right, there just isn't. Kansas is in fifth place in the Big 12. They're six and four because they can't win on the road. There really is no excuse for them to not win this game. Bill Self said afterwards that they were unlucky at times, that this happened or that happened. I don't. He's talking and saying things that I've never heard him say. They're too good for this. Hunter Dickinson was a stud again in this game. He's just a, a guy that a lot of teams don't have an answer for. 21 points, 12 rebounds. I, I mean, there really is not much of an excuse for Kansas to be losing this game. Was it a wild environment? Yeah. They came out in the second half, went on a 9-0 run. They go up 11 and they didn't hold the lead. Like, at that point, KU's up 11. All you got to do is play defense against a team that can't score. Like, maybe the worst offensive team in the Big 12. Okay, it's a road game. I'm, I get it. It's tough. You're up 11. You just play defense and win this game. And they couldn't do that. That's just so unbill self-like, I can't even believe it. I, I don't know what's going on with KU on the road, but they, they got to figure it out or they're going to get to the tournament and have a problem because that's not Allen Fieldhouse either. And what it's not as raucous as Bramlage, but everybody's going to turn on KU in the tournament. Fans of other teams are all there. They'll turn on them. Kansas State had lost four in a row. They'd lost by 22 points at Houston six days earlier before beating Kansas. They lost to Oklahoma at Bramlage 
by 20. Like, they have not been competitive. Jerome Tang's been making every excuse in the book, blaming Iowa State for cheating, blaming the refs for being bad, blaming his president for kicking players off his team. And after all that, they somehow find a way, 11 down, to go on a 9-0 run and get back into the game and wind up, after blowing it, they had a four-point lead with a couple minutes to go, and they blew that. They turned it over three straight times where Kansas got breakaway baskets and took the lead and somehow found their way to overtime. It's just a bizarre, just a bizarre season and a bizarre game. Totally did not see that coming in any, I mean, in, in any way, shape, or form. Like nothing. I saw, I saw none of that coming with Kansas State. They have been, I cannot put words on how dreadful they've been. They've not been Missouri bad, but they've been pretty bad. And they pick up quite a win there. And I, I suspect I'll still, uh, look, I'm not going to change my mind here. I'm going to dance with the one I brought. I'm going to tell you that was the highlight of their season last night. Uh, that was it. And you know what? I'm a K-State grad. I got buddies that are K-State fans. And, and an off year, if this is an off year for Jerome Tang and K-State basketball, that's a pretty good year. You know, you'll take the off year with a win over Kansas. You beat Kansas. You get a lot of free passes. Jerome Tang's 2-0 at home against KU. Both in overtime. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, man. You can't. But, yeah, like, even if they don't make the tournament, K-State fans are... they're. K-State's fans are already ready for football. Like, it's, they're just ready. They just want to see Avery Johnson play quarterback. That's all any K-State fan wants is for September to get here and Avery Johnson playing football. That's all they want to see. But this thing last night, that's pretty good. That's good business for Jerome Tang. Beat Kansas 2-0 at home. That's, that's pretty good business. Oh, it was weird at the end. Did you see the handshake? Ice cold and, like, it was a drive-by, man. They didn't look at each other. They barely even slapped hands. Self and Tang, what's going on there? Then Bill Self was asked after the game about some drama in the tunnel where the teams were leaving. There was no court storming in this one. But was there drama in the tunnel and stuff? Well, I don't think it was with my, my top assistants. I don't know what was going on there. Um, but apparently there were some words or some things or some bad blood between the programs. I don't know. That was the weirdest handshake I've ever seen. It was really weird. Because Jerome Tang and Bill Self, you know what they both can do a lot? They can talk more than me. Like, they can really talk. And they love to talk. They love to sit around and talk and talk about their team and talk about basketball and talk about themselves. They love that. And their little handshake, whoa, it was ice cold, man. I think we'll learn in the coming days, maybe something happened in the tunnel between coaches or staffs or something. I don't know. Um, but there might have been some tunnel drama. We're looking into it here at KKHI. Into the tunnel drama. Boy, there's some drama from the Royals on Monday. This is why you need to become a patron of KKHI. We did a full podcast yesterday on Bobby Witt Jr. and his contract. We broke the entire thing down and what it means. In a nutshell, you may or may not know, the Royals have signed Bobby Witt for $281 million, whatever it is, $289 guaranteed. It's a 14-year agreement. That includes 11 years guaranteed if Bobby Witt wants it to be 11 years guaranteed because he controls years 8, 9, 10, and 11. The first seven are absolute mortal locks. Bobby Witt is here for seven more years unless the Royals trade him. They got three years into his free agency. So the Royals have guaranteed themselves three more years of Bobby Witt Jr., and they've done it at a team-friendly contract on the front at the beginning. 
So there's a lot of elements to this story. We did a patrons podcast on this. If you want to hear it all, the patron podcasts always stay up. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't tell you to do this. But you could literally join, go listen to the patrons podcast and stay on for a month and cancel. And it only cost you one month. You could do that. I, 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 I don't appreciate you doing that, but you could. I'm just honest guy telling you what you could do. You want to hear all of my thoughts and all the breakdown on the Bobby Witt contract and what it means for the Royals and the stadium vote and all those things. That's on the patron podcast. What we do here is a morning podcast. And then when news breaks during the day, when there's big stories, we do a podcast for the patrons only. And that's where they get those things. And I don't redo that all the next day because the patrons will be bored with that. The patrons don't want to click play on this one and hear everything I had to say yesterday on their patron podcast. So I try not to redo the patron podcast. It really is premium, exclusive, breaking news content. We work very hard to provide that for you. And we would love to have you sign up as a patron. It's $5.99 a month. You can cancel anytime. We do almost always three patron podcasts a week and a newsletter on the weekend that I think you'll enjoy. Seems like a pretty good deal to me. I know a lot of people have a lot of subscriptions and a lot of people are canceling a lot of subscriptions. I totally get it. I totally get it. But I, so many of you walk up and say, I've been, I've been meaning to do this. I Do it today, right now. To hit pause and do it right now. Then start the podcast back up. So all the Bobby Witt comments are right there. It's a great deal for the Royals and for Bobby Witt Jr. Smart thing. Dartmouth men's basketball has been cleared by the National Labor Relations Board to unionize. Okay. This is a thing. We're going to we're about to go from student athletes to student employees. The National Labor Relations Board has ruled that Dartmouth men's basketball players are employees of Dartmouth University. Dartmouth doesn't do scholarships. Dartmouth's got all kinds of weird rules, and they're going to fight this. The university is appealing in courts of law, trying to stop this from happening. This is inevitable. College athletes will unionize, and it will just be professional basketball and football. It'll just be minor league. It'll be just short of where the NFL is. Although, I would almost think that the NBA and the NFL, especially, because I don't think Major League Baseball applies quite as much, but maybe it does. Maybe it will. I would almost think with the passion of college sports fans in this country, they should feel threatened by all this. Could it potentially become bigger business? Could college football become bigger business than the NFL? I think it can. And then what do they do? Then what do colleges say? Hey, you can keep players six years. They can pass any rule they want. They could say, we'll keep any player we want until they're 25. And if you're paying somebody 2 or $3 million a year to play college football, why go to the NFL? I mean, anything that you can think of right now is on the table. But it's all starting with this case. It'll be fascinating to see what happens going forward with these appeals. Dartmouth is trying to stop, but it's inevitable. College athletes will be unionized, and that will be that. They will change the term student athlete to student employee, and it will all be over. The question is, will there be a strong governing board or ownership group, for lack of a better term, let's use college football, and say, will a, because the NCAA can't do this, will there be a governing board that works with the union on a collective bargaining agreement that says, here's what's the pay scale for college athletes. You can do endorsements on your own on the side, but here's what the pay scale is. It's this much your freshman year, this much your second year, your third year, whatever. When will we get there? Because that's going to be the important part for parity. For everyone to compete evenly, that will have to take place. And the big schools will fight that tooth and nail. 
They're not going to want to have a level pay scale. They're not going to want to let everybody get paid. Maybe they'll set the money so high where only Ohio State can afford to pay their players that and other schools won't. I don't know. Will there be a minimum? Will there be a salary cap? It's hard to say, but it's all coming. Oh, and by the way, get ready for this. There will be at some point in our lifetimes, God willing, I plan on living another 30 years, there will be a work stoppage. There'll be a strike. There will be a year where there's no NCAA tournament or there's no college football playoff or there there will be a strike. It's coming. It happened in all the other sports. Why wouldn't it happen in college? So get ready for it. All right, on to the news today presented by IdealHealthKC.com. This is Dr. Kip Van Camp. I was speaking with a friend over the weekend about regenerative medicine. And, and well, and my daughter, who's in this industry, she's a researcher. And she's like, it's just so good that you can take tissues from your own body or blood and go through blood spinning and put it back in your body where it's needed, where it's not getting at the moment and get rid of chronic pain or help you get better depending on things like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's onset. Man, if you've got pain in any way, if you've had back pain and never been able to fix it, shoulder pain, knee pain, joint pain, or just chronic pain, or you're lethargic, you don't have the energy you once did, go visit Dr. Kip Van Camp, have a consultation with him, and ask him if there's anything he can do. It's idealhealthkc.com. This is not big pharma pills and shots, folks. This is your body healing itself. Just like if you cut yourself, it heals itself. All right, your body heals itself better than anything we can make in a lab. That's what it does. We just got to get the right stuff from your body to the right place. Dr. Van Camp can explain all this. A consultation is easy to set up. Just call 913-745-5300 for idealhealthkc.com. Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC. We are professional grade at GMC. 0.9% financing on Chevy uh, Silverado and GMC Sierra. They've also got Colorados ready to rock right now. The Chevy Colorado is ready to go. And the GMC Canyon, and of course, the full line of SUVs like the Chevy Blazer that I drive. They all come with a lifetime warranty at Roberts Robinson. They have low interest rates and maximum discounts right now. If they don't have it in their inventory, they'll find it for you within a couple of days and have it for you. If they can't find exactly what you want, they'll build it for you. In fact, that's the way I recommend getting a new vehicle these days. Have it built exactly like you like it. Wait a few weeks. It's all yours. It's perfect. You do the deal. You get your price. You get all your discounts. You get all your rebates. You line all that up at the time you order the car. So it's set. Price can't go up. You're getting all your rebates. You know exactly what you're spending. It's a great process. RobertsRobinson.com or visit their showroom in Excelsior Springs. And John Gillette and his team at Window World, the official windows of your Kansas City Chiefs, playing in the big game on Sunday. They're simply the best for last. Window World's awesome. John is a huge Chiefs fan, big-time football fan, loves sports, loves the listeners of the podcast, loves America, great patriot. His employees are the same way. They're just honest and hardworking and loyal, and they want to do a great job at your house. Whether it's a rental property you have or you're, you're fixing up and, and flipping a house or something like that, or if your home is a little older and you need replacement windows on the west side where the sun and the rain has hit it all these years, or you just want better windows in your home, this is a great way to go. Window World are all American-made products. They're not expensive. For a free analysis and estimate at your home or business, call Window World at 816 
799-0820. They have financing available and a lifetime warranty. They're the official windows of the Chiefs, and you can find them online at windowskansascity.com. Joe Biden gave a speech in Nevada just in advance of the Chiefs arriving. There's a primary there this week, and Joe Biden's on the ballot. So he goes out, and I think what this is about is he's going to practice campaigning. Nevada will be contested. Trump is leading in Nevada. This is unbelievable. Trump's leading in Nevada, and I don't think it's close. I think he's up like six in Nevada. So Biden's like, okay, there's a primary coming. I'm going to go do a dress rehearsal for the general and try to campaign. So he goes out and campaigns, and he's giving a speech, and he goes off prompter, which is a horrible idea. But my theory is he can't always read the prompter or stay up with it or something and gets confused and just goes, and starts stammering around telling a story from, you know, a story from a long time ago, 2021, when he was at the G7. And he said he met with Mitterrand from Germany. Yeah, incorrect. Mitterrand was France's leader in the 80s and 90s and has been dead for almost 30 years. And then he said, oh, I mean France. And he continued on, and he really meant Macron, not Mitterrand. And this was not a big deal if he weren't so old and incapable and if we didn't have so many problems. It would not be as big a deal. I've misspoken a million times. Everybody I've ever met, every human being has misspoken. Joe Biden does it because he doesn't know what he's saying. He's confused. It's different if you're actually confused or discombobulated or whatever. It's one thing to just misspeak. I, I'm, I probably do it once a podcast. I get going and say the wrong word or something that isn't quite right. But it's not because I'm confused. Mitterrand from Germany, in what was formerly the most powerful position in the world, the president of the United States, it no longer is. We've never really talked about that on this podcast. It clearly is not the most powerful position in the world, because if it were, Joe Biden couldn't do it. He couldn't be there. He couldn't even be part of this thing. The good news is they're all playing defense now. This Alvin Bragg, this douche in, in New York, I mean, he's totally playing defense now. This guy's in hot sauce. He let these illegal aliens go that beat the smack out of those cops. Video is damning. If this just happened, it's not a news story. When you see the video of them kicking cops on the ground and Alvin Bragg lets them go, this is a guy that's after Trump in, in a lawsuit, in a, in a case, criminal case, civil case, you know Alvin Bragg. All these cases are falling apart, by the way. This Fonnie Willis in Georgia, I don't update you on this every day. It's an absolute joke. They're coming after her. I think the state of Georgia is going to take her. They're going to disbar her. That case is going to be gone. The January 6th case Trump has has been sent to the Court of Appeals to review before they go any further. They were hoping to start on March 4th. Now it will be June or July, and that's not going to happen. Because whatever the Court of Appeals comes up with, they're going to appeal again. These things are getting pushed back. They're, they're just not going to happen. Everything they were hoping for and thought for Trump is just falling apart on them across the board. Maybe the Mar-a-Lago case they can get in front of somebody, but that's a Trump judge. I just, it's such a joke. 
You know, they're just, we, it's so important for our democracy that we get these cases decided so the American voters can see and find out if Trump is an insurrectionist as convicted in a court of law. Um, he just lost an, uh, what, an $83 million judgment against a lying woman from 40 years ago that you can look at her. I mean, this is an easy one. I, I'm, I'm, ter- I'm a terrible person. If you ever believed anything Donald Trump ever said, he said, look at that woman. You think I'd have sex with her? <laughs> he basically said, she's not my type. She's ugly. No, I wouldn't be hitting on her at a, at a Macy's or a department store in Manhattan in a dressing room. This is so made up and such a joke. And that woman's crazy nutty. She's nuttier than Biden. No, seriously, you can look at her 30 years ago when she was younger and go, ooh, yeah, no, not so much. No, thanks. Pass. Hard pass. Nope. Not interested. Have a nice day, ma'am. No. Not, hey, can I open the door for you? No, 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 no. No, get your own door. There's no way. You've seen, you've seen her and you've seen the old pictures. You're like, no. Dude, I mean, come on. Trump's gone through some wives. He's gone through some women. You may not like it. I may not like it. Whatever. He's Donald freaking Trump, so he's done that in his life. All right? But not with that woman. <laughs> no way. So these things are all a joke, and America knows that. Because after the $83 million judgment, five days later, a week later, up, Trump's up more in the polls. He's up more. America sees this stuff. These things are all falling apart on these people. And this Alvin Bragg, they're all in hot water. Fonnie Willis, Alvin Bragg, the, the special prosecutor guy, Jack Smith, what a hot mess he is. The cameras were chasing him the other day, asking him to comment on something. He's running from the cameras. Like, they're all just scrambling around running. They're like, we're losing on every front against Donald Trump. They're all in retreat. They're all on defense. But none better than Alvin Bragg, who now has on record his case against Trump, his $100,000 bond for Daniel Penny, the subway hero who subdued the man who was going to kill people on the subway. And as he did and was holding him until they could get authorities there, the man died, choked him out. Daniel Penny, they're wanting to put back in jail. They're going to have a murder trial on this ex-Marine, I think. He's definitely a service member. I think he was a Marine. Hero. He, he saved lives on a subway from a freakazoid who was going to kill somebody. And they want to put Penny in jail for years. $100,000 bill. Oh, but this group of illegal aliens that came to New York and got their gift cards and kicked the crap out of cops on the, on the ground, they released them. Now they apprehended these people in Phoenix. These people aren't dumb. Like, it's cold in New York. They go there to steal. They don't steal in Phoenix. They go to New York and steal, and then they go to Arizona and, and, and Florida and places like that and spend their money there. Then when their money's gone, they go back to New York and Chicago and places where they won't be arrested. And you can't, what they said now, you literally, as a woman in New York, in Manhattan, you cannot carry a purse. That's over. You can't carry. These women in New York have $3,000 purses they like to show off. You can't carry a purse. Forget whether there's anything in it or not. They just want to steal the purse. They'll take what's inside it, but they want the purse. You cannot carry a purse in New York City. Joe Biden's America. And Alvin Bragg is on the defense, man. They are all over this guy. They're like, you're kidding me. You got this subway hero that you're wanting to lock up. These people kicked the crap out of our cops and they got away. They're just gotaways. Now, we don't know the names. We don't know this. We don't know that. You just let them walk. 
because of course you did. This doesn't work, folks. America doesn't like this. Even Democrats are piling on that this isn't going to work. It couldn't be going worse for America. It couldn't be going better for conservatives. We just got to get to November. And this Ukraine bill that has something in it for the border, if that passes, I'm going to lose my mind. It's not going to, but you could just see defectors. You know, you got your Mitt Romney's of the world. If there's some of those people in the Congress, in the House as well, I could see them maybe flipping and, oh my God, this is the worst bill I've ever seen. It is so bad. It is absolutely dreadful. It's awful. It's so bad. It's a Ukraine bill. The laws are on the books and the Constitution is written. And the ink is dry on the Constitution, by the way. The President of the United States can close the border. He can literally send the entire United States military there if he wants. We have enough military personnel to just patrol the border and keep everybody out. It would be so easy. Drones in the sky, planes, helicopters. We could mobilize everything we have in the United States, all of our reserves, go to the border, and there we could literally get to a point where not one person gets in. Not one. Zero. And the checkpoints, nobody's even trying to come across. We can do that. The president of the United States can do that. And he's like, these damn Republicans won't give me my money. You're starting to look like a grumpy old man, Biden. You got elected because people thought you were a nice guy. You know what people found out? You're a POS. You really are. You're a scum of the earth, mean, grumpy old man who fundamentally hates his country now after loving it and having kids that served in the military. You hate this country. You are evil. Something has happened to you. They have gotten to you. You've gotten rich because of all of these policies. And you're like, I'll be damned. I don't care about this country. I just want more money for me and more money for my family. It's sickening. It's disgusting. It's gross. If you want to get rich, start your own business. Go do something great. Don't grift off the American taxpayers. We had a very sad story that I woke up to this morning. I got a text from my buddy Cato. We're big, big uh, Toby Keith fans, country music fans. And uh, Toby Keith, I never saw him play live. I, can't, I have no answer for this other than I just never got around to it, and then he got sick. And so that kind of stinks because I had hoped to see him. And I've got some friends who knew him a little bit, had been in different charity events and events. He'd been in Manhattan several times for charity golf tournaments and did some things. He always was around Oklahoma, um, has been friends with Oklahoma coaches. And Lon Kruger did some events back in Manhattan, would bring some people from Oklahoma with him. And Toby Keith was one of them. And he was close to the Stoops coaches and, and all those people. Uh, got to know Bill Snyder very well. They became friends and other people in and around Manhattan. So it wasn't unusual for him to be there and being in a charity event or going to the country stampede concert or playing there or whatever. So some dudes knew him a little bit and he loved to bet on sports, loved to bet on football. And they actually had bets against Toby Keith, uh, K-State, Oklahoma games. And he was always the life of the party and didn't take himself too seriously and was as committed, if not more, than any celebrity you can imagine for our troops. 11 times he performed in the Middle East, wrote great songs about the red, white, and blue and America. His anthem is called Should Have Been a Cowboy. 
It's from the 1990s. It was the number one song of the 1990s. It was written in a hotel room in Dodge City, Kansas, when Toby Keith was young. And he was a fledgling musician. And he was on a hunting trip with his Oklahoma buddies. And they stayed in a hotel, a Motel 6 or something, in Dodge City, because there were some honky-tonks and bars there in Dodge City, and the hunting land was nearby. And he goes out to a cowboy bar one night, and the girls in there are not interested in him, and two or three of them are just dancing away with the cowboys. He was kind of a trucker cap guy, I think, at that point. Flannel shirt, trucker cap. And he's looking at these dudes in Dodge City in their cowboy hats and their boots and their tight wranglers, and they're the ones meeting the girls and dancing with the girls. And he left, and he went back to the room. And I think, as the story goes, he had one of the guys was staying with him. They had two rooms, four people, something like that. And he went back and got a glass of wine and filled up the bathtub with hot water and started sipping on his wine and went, damn, I should have been a cowboy. And he went, uh-oh, I got a song title. I should have been a cowboy. And he wrote it right there that night in that motel room in Dodge City, Kansas. And it became the number one song of the 1990s. It is one of the all-time great songs. Beer for My Horses. There's so many great songs from Toby Keith. He had stomach cancer, and he did a lot of interviews and actually performed several weeks ago in Las Vegas. And some people, he didn't say it, but some people thought, okay, maybe he's getting better. What it was was it was his ride off into the sunset. He did some interviews, made peace with everyone, performed a couple of shows, and Toby Keith has died at the age of 62, Stomach cancer, died in his sleep peacefully. His family has requested privacy. Our final final is brought to you by MyPillow.com. The promo code is KKHI. It's the same all the way across the board, folks. I, I still, I get so many emails. People say, what's the promo code? If there's a promo code, it's always KKHI with any of our sponsors. If you want to see all of our sponsors, they're at one website. It's very easy. TheKKList.com. Just remember the KK list. TheKKList.com. They're all right there. MyPillow.com is there. MyStore.com is there. Use the promo code. It's usually up to close to half off. Promo code is KKHI. Mike Lindell's having a big sale right now. You'd like to check that out. We appreciate you using our promo code if you're going to buy something at MyPillow. Great American-made products. Excellent prices. Promo code KKHI. There is no promo code that saves more. So if you see something else advertised somewhere else and you see the discount, it's the same discount with KKHI at MyPillow and MyStore.com. Fry Orthodontics, Dr. Jeremy Fry and his team. You know, teeth love them. You will too. Whether it's Invisalign or braces, their goal is to eliminate excessive treatment. They have videos on their website to see exactly how this can work for you. And they'll do an easy free examination to set you up on a program that'll give you the perfect smile. So why it's free. Why wouldn't you go to the consultation and just ask them, hey, what can I do? I got these two crooked teeth in front. I've had them my whole life. Can you straighten them up for me? Just these two, or maybe it's a whole top. Maybe it's all of it. Maybe it's your teenager. Fryorthodontics.com, where your smile is just the start. And Jocelyn's Jewelry, don't look now, but Valentine's Day is next week. Come on. It's Wednesday next week. You're going to need something. How about something sparkly for her? Not something like flowers that die. Not something like chocolates that she'll go, oh, that's going to make me fat. Something sparkly. That'll make her even more beautiful than she is. Jocelyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, the jeweler you'll recommend to your friends and family. Our final final is something I have never heard before. WJLX in Jasper, Alabama is a radio station. Brett Elmore is the owner of the radio station. It is not uncommon 
for a transmitter building and a tower to be in a separate location from the studios. We had Overland Park Studios at Sports Radio 810, but our transmitter building and towers were in the Northland by the airport. It is a massive five-tower array on a big piece of land. And the largest, it's the fourth largest AM signal in America, 810 is. So it's a big piece of land and all these towers. We would commonly have copper stolen. They would break it. Nobody works there. You, you lock it up. You've got barbed wire fence around the thing. You put security cameras in. But it was not uncommon for people to break in at night and steal copper from the transmitter site. So this is a common thing because the copper is worth money. So we know about that. So dude Elmore here says, I'm going to send the brush cleanup guys over to the transmitter site because you got to keep the brush cleared for the signal to be right. So he sends the brush cleanup. I don't believe this story. This story has too many holes. He sends his brush cleanup dudes down to the little, and transmitter buildings can be really small. Like they can be the size of your kitchen. And there's just a transmitter in there and some power supplies and some pieces of equipment. And then the tower is right there outside, usually 100 or 200 yards away from the building. I never thought it was too good to get too close to the tower. <laughs> he sends the brush cleanup dudes out there and they're like, uh, yeah, we got a problem here, Brett. I'm like, huh? Okay, they cleaned out the building. They stole everything. Transmitter's gone, all the copper, all the computer equipment, everything that was in there was stolen. Oh, but we're just getting started. Dude had a 200-foot tower and they stole it. We've never heard of this. How do you steal a 200-foot tower overnight? I don't know how you do this. I don't understand any of this story. If you've stolen everything out of the transmitter room and you're tearing the tower down, the radio station's off the air. Did nobody notice for like days that WJLX was off the air? What? How is this even possible? I don't believe the story, folks. We're going to have an update on this story at some point. I don't know how this is possible. Does that sound a little disingenuous to you? And this guy's putting a release out saying, here's what happened. They stole our tower and they stole everything else. I'm like, this sounds like, like a restaurant owner setting his restaurant on fire. This sounds like an owner of a station that maybe it went dark. Maybe he's broke. Maybe they weren't broadcasting anymore. And then all the stuff got stolen and there's an insurance claim. I don't know. that The story I'm hearing does not add up. If you're like broadcasting, you know the second you're off the air. Your phones start ringing, if nothing else. If you're automated or something, it just goes crazy. I can't wait to get to the bottom of that story, folks. And I promise I will. I'm going to keep following up Jasper, Alabama, WJLX, our final final at KKHI. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.